Hi, everyone, and welcome to Tribe 13 Podcast. I'm your host, Matej Florin, and in this first episode, I will talk about blade combat. I'm a former police tactical unit operator. I was doing this job for approximately 10 years. After I retired from the police, I chose the private security industry, and I work as a team leader maritime security operator in anti-piracy missions in high-risk areas. This means Gulf of Aden, coast of Somalia, Nigeria, and so on. After three years, I chose to pass on the land, so I made some contracts as a close protection operative. In 2014, I put the basis of tactical combat system that is based on blades and fire weapon tactics, but also tactical medicine and survival. From 2014 until now, I was teaching my system in many countries around Europe for law enforcement, military and security personnel, and of course for civilians. I am also one of the Tribe 13 founders. I started this podcast informative series because I want to share with you some of my knowledge regarding the modern combat tactics, knife fighting, and of course much more than this, uh, combat mentality. I already have a YouTube channel where I post every week one training material, but I start now also here so I can touch different subjects that I find critically important for increasing your chances of surviving in a real dangerous situation. So today episode, Blade Combat, part one, of course, because it's a very complex subject. Uh, I start this talk with a very important quote that all the time is remaining in my mind, and it's saying, the first rule of unarmed combat is to get armed. So basically, the system that I am teaching is based on weapon tactics. And now, even if I will destroy the dreams and false view of many people, especially the ones that they are practicing uh, traditional martial arts or, I don't know, hand-to-hand combat systems, I am not a promoter of hand-to-hand combat against aggressors armed with weapons. This from the start. Who knows me and what I am teaching, they already know this aspect. In tactical combat system, we use the hand-to-hand combat basic simple striking techniques, take for example boxing, Muay Thai, uh, hand uh, striking, only for creating the space and distance so I can deploy in the fight my weapon. It's very important from the beginning to understand the reality of a violent encounter. Yeah, Only when you will be facing a violent encounter, you will be also able to separate fake systems from things that really work or techniques that will increase uh, the chances uh, of your survival in a real situation. So guys, in these days, it's existing a big industry that was created around the self-defense concept. Every school, every instructor is selling the perfect magic technique that will make you invincible in a real violent attack. Multiple aggressors arms armed uh, with knives and guns no problems. You will disarm them all and you will be the hero of the day. To this fake uh, illusion, of course, a big contribution has also the Hollywood movie industry. But I want to, uh, to, to underline that this problem is not from now. I was reading a long time ago Miyamoto Musashi's book, Gorino Shou, in Japanese, the name, 
the book of the five rings and in one of the chapters he is speaking about the same things happening in his period martial artist uh, instructors that were selling their systems techniques that can be only demonstrated with cooperative partners uh, what we see also in uh, today's uh, dojos or gyms with cooperative partners uh, in control safe environment but these techniques never can be applied in a real violent situation so in my opinion to be able to identify what is bullshit and what can increase your chances of surviving in a real situation is the most important uh, element stop feeding illusions and also stop feeding fake instructors passing now to the main subject of this episode blade combat you must understand that the weapon in all the situations is your mind the other like for example blades knives fire weapons and so on are only tools so we use a tool for completing a task when i am talking about blade combat i must first begin with tactical combat system mentality and this mentality is not applied only for blades but for all the weapons yeah it's it's going for everything fire weapon it's going the same in tgs are five important elements number one is awareness to be able to identify in time potential threats number two is to be able to deploy fast your weapon number three that is coming together with number four is to strike fast and strike precise if you don't move you are a static fixed target and as always i am saying a fixed target is a dead target so starting from these elements you will be also able to identify if a technique that you see and here we talk about blades will increase your chances of surviving or they will become an obstacle that will lead to your death you must be able to make of course the difference between art and combat and when we talk about knife fighting also here we find many systems that are entering under Miyamoto Musashi conclusion if you want to study the blades for example as an art form it's perfect you have so many martial arts on the market that use the knife to express the art form but if you want to train and gain some skills that will increase your chances of surviving in a real encounter then choosing this martial art will not help you from the beginning i am telling you this and now i come also with some reasons why is like this and for analyzing all this subject we must come back to the five elements in tactical combat system uh, the combat mentality that we find in the system that basically i was founded and number one it's awareness yeah this element can be obtained only by participating uh, to many trainings or scenarios and exercises that they are designed around this subject so they are special exercises to increase your awareness 
Number two is the deploy to deploy fast your weapon. Yeah. So here we have a great uh, lack or a great um, gap in many systems that are operating using a knife. Yeah. The majority of the systems are exercising their drills and maybe if you are practicing, for example, a form of Kali or other martial arts that they are using the knife, uh, you will see or you uh, already uh, saw uh, that they are making the techniques already with the knife out deployed. Yeah, You can be the best using your blade, the fast to strike, the fast to slash, to slash. But if you were not training to deploy fast your weapon, you will lose the fight. The knife is useless, guys, until you don't deploy it. So it's a dead knife. You must first take it out so you can apply the skills. But also the deploying of the knife, of the weapon, is a very important skill. More important than the use of the knife. Because until to use it, you must deploy it. Passing to the element number three and four, that is striking fast and striking precise, the majority of the systems, martial arts, uh, are based on complex techniques. And it's very important to understand that in a real situation, complex, complex things are not working. The drills that you implement in your training must follow two main things, simplicity and efficiency. Striking fast is obtained by repetitions and repetitions of simple techniques. The fastest way, remember this, already you know it for sure, but it's very important when we, are, when we discuss about uh, blade techniques. The fastest way from point A to point B, it's a straight line. Okay, this doesn't mean that you must remove or exclude the circular movements, but if you look at the martial arts, that you find now, or the majority of the systems, you will find predominant the circular movements. And I repeat, the fastest way from point A to point B, it's a straight line. When we talk, for example, about movement, here it's a very complex subject. And this is a big gap for many knife systems. People are making their drills. I'm also looking, I was also practicing many of the traditional knife systems and also looking and trying to analyze different uh, techniques. People are making their drills cooperating with the partners, standing on the same place. Or maybe they are moving in front, back, left, right, one or two steps. But that is not moving, that is not enough. And you must understand that your brain already is programmed after you repeat and repeat these drills to react the same in a real situation. So standing in one place when you are performing your technique does not help you uh, surviving when you will be in a real situation. Because in the, in the same time, the opponent will do his techniques. So basically, okay, I'm cutting him, stabbing him very fast, but my opponent is also doing strikes on me. And of course, then, um, when we have also multiple aggressors, then the chances are very low, yeah, because we are fixed target. We are not exiting from the X. You must understand that every time when you take the knife in your hand, repeating and repeating techniques, you are basically neuroprogramming the brain. 
if you program it bad, this can cost your life. So now that we already know how we can identify art forms from combat, we can pass to talk about what blade or knife uh, to choose from for training or for ADC everyday carry. But first, I am taking a little bit of coffee. So, uh, many times new students are asking me, I have very often this question, what is the mark or the brand of the knife that I recommend them to, to, to buy? And always I say to them, the one that is sharp enough to cut and to stab. I don't have a particular brand, but I follow some important elements in choosing the knife. The most important is to be sure that at the training and in your everyday carry, you have the same model of knife. I'm not training with, I don't know, a big knife, big as a machete, and I'm carrying at me a neck small knife. Because when I would put, be put it in the situation to operate with a knife, it's completely different and it will not help me the training that I was doing with a big knife because I have a small knife that has other characteristics and proprieties. So very, very important aspect. Another thing is don't use the same knife also for training, also for carrying. I say the same model. This is something else, but not my only knife that I carry with me. I also train with it because when you must do cuts, when you must do throws, the blade will lose it will lose the sharpness and it will not be in the best uh, form to operate when you really need it. So have another one that is the same model and train with it or have a trainer from that knife. There are existing many knives on the market that they are coming also with the trainer. Um, when I talk about knives, we have, for example, fixed blades, folding knives, that also the folding knives can be automatic or manual and of course spring knives. All of these have minuses and pluses. But if I must choose the best option, it's a fixed blade. Without any discussion, a fixed blade is the best choice. Why? Because it's very fast to deploy. You cannot compare it, for example, with a folding knife, especially a manual a non-automatic folding knife that you must take it from your pocket, open the blade, make I don't know how many moves to have it in the position that you can operate with it. Even if it's automatic, until you take it from the pocket, until you open, also a long time. And I have also a problem with things that are necessitating different kinds formed from uh, uh, many uh, parts for example, a folding knife, boot button, uh, spring knife, the same has different kind of uh, um, parts that can lead to a malfunction. Knives, this kind of knives, imagine, for example, a fire weapon. A fire weapon has malfunction. Even if it's new, it's happening to have malfunction. Imagine that a knife, a folding knife, can happen the same thing. So you don't want that when you push that button, the knife, the folding knife, the blade is not opening and you cannot use it. This is the reason why when you have a fixed blade, you catch it, you deploy it, it's ready to use. Yeah. So fixed blade is remaining 
my number one choice. When we are talking about uh, carry and the position on your body where to carry the knife, this is depending a lot of your daily activities, the clothes that you wear, the, I don't know, your body constitution. For example, if I'm wearing the knife in the appendix position, it cannot be the same also for an obese uh, person. Yeah, it's the same with the fire weapon. The same, if you are dressing uh, sport uh, clothes every day, it's not the same with somebody that it's it must dress in um, suit or office clothes or I don't know, different kind of uh, things or t-shirts or equipment that is very uh, slim on it, depends on the activity that it has. So there are a lot of elements that can influence uh, the way in which you can carry the blade. I have on my YouTube channel, for the ones that they are following me there, a lot of materials about uh, concealed carry of the knife. But the most important element when you talk about uh, where to carry our blade, it's remaining. When you train, it must be the same uh, position, the po same carry position um, as when you are in your daily activities. So I'm not training now operating my blade from the appendix position and in my daily activity I'm wearing the knife in my pocket because when I need to operate it, it will be totally different. I will not be able to manage to deploy in time the knife so I will uh, be death. So it's very important to understand that what you are doing in the training basically it's a programming of the brain. So if you are training and repeating, repeating from the appendix position means that that must be your position of carry. This is the reason why I say the position of carrying the knife must be selected depending on different factors and elements in your daily uh, life. And again, I want to underline the importance of training yourself to deploy the weapon. So you choose your carry method, your where to wear the blade, but you must train and train repetition and repetition after repetition until you really program your brain and you can deploy your weapon very fast. And this I'm talking here, you are learning to deploy your knife in normal, relaxed, state of mind. So you are in the gym, you are in your dojo, you are in your house, in your garage, I don't know where you are practicing, and you don't have stress factors. So first you learn the basic movements to deploy your knife until you can make it very, very fast. But that is not enough. There are many, many people that they are practicing with their knives and they are so fast so good in making their drills but if they never trained also under stress factors nobody will put the hand in the fire that when you they will be in a real situation they will operate the same and i give you an example let's take a athlete shooter yeah he is shooting all the time at the target precise with his weapon. 
and we compare it after with a special operator that was doing the same thing, not so perfect, but under stress factors. If we take this perfect shooter, Olympic uh, shooter, and we put it in a war situation, in a gun fight situation, under stress and under all the elements that can influence the capacity of fire that weapon precise, you will see that everything will change. Doesn't compare one with another, it's the same. You were learning under normal condition to deploy very fast your knife. But if you are not increasing now your level of training, it will not help you so much. Because the brain is operating, operating in different ways. And for example, I give you to understand better. Imagine a guy that is uh, singing very good to the, is playing very good to the guitar. And this guy all the time was playing very good in his room, in the concert, and maybe he was having some emotions, but I, he was never in that stage of fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah, his life to be put at in danger. So if I take this, uh, I don't know, guy that is singing perfect to his guitar in normal conditions, and I put it now in the middle of the highway, and cars are passing near him, and he must uh, perform his songs at the same level, great level, it will be something different. Because now it's under different kind of factors, the adrenaline is rushing, in his body, the dexterity, the fine motor skills will not operate anymore at the same level. So his fingers, that he needed that fingers to operate, to sing, uh, I'm talking all the time with uh, uh, military tactical words, to play his songs, now they will not work at the same level. So this is also happening here when we talk about blades. So you learn your technique, you are good now in deploying fast your technique, but you must change your training now and put different kind of stress factors that will influence your capability to deploy that weapon. And I'm talking here about physical effort, yeah? Running, I don't know, making crossfit, push-ups, pull-ups, weight uh, training, increasing what you are doing by by this, you are making this physical effort, these physical exercises until your body uh, is uh, collapsing or I don't know, it's tired and then you perform your drills. And by doing this, you basically imitate what is happening in reality. In reality, when the adrenaline is rushing in your body, the heart beats will increase, the respiration will increase, the blood will uh, go from extremity to big groups of muscle. So this is happening basically also when you are doing these physical exercises. The heartbeat will increase, the respiration will increase. So now you are performing the knife technique and you are trying to reproduce a little bit what is happening in a real situation. Then what we can do also, uh, trying to reproduce meteorological factors that they can influence our deployment of the weapon. And I'm saying, if I'm playing all the time in my gym, in my garage, in my apartment, I don't know, and I have the clima, the, clima, the temperature, it's warm, and then I'm going in the winter, 
and something is happening when it's very cold outside. I have my fingers. I cannot move it anymore. So easy, yeah? And I must deploy the knife, the folding knife that all the time I was operating so good when it was good temperature in my room. Everything will change. And this you can do, for example, putting a bucket of uh, water with ice, put the hands inside. If you know, for example, the many of you that you are in uh, this uh, uh, industry, if you know Instructor Zero, for example, that is making uh, these great videos uh, with uh, fire weapons, he's having a lot, a, a lot of times this kind of exercise. But also me, when I was in the uh, special police unit, we were having this. So you put your uh, hands inside with uh, the ice, you let it there a few minutes until the motricity is not the same, the fine motor skills are not the same, and then you are making your deployment. And you will see that you will not be able to be so fast and so good as before in deploying your weapon. And with this, you reproduce a little bit the idea of fine motor skills that will not operate at the same level when you will be in a more cold environment or also when you will be in a normal uh, uh, warm environment, but you are in fight, flight or freeze. Uh, state so your fine motor skills will not operate at the same level so very very important aspect when we are talking about blade combat and un until to talk about combat blade training you must understand that is a stage that you must follow step by step to learn and to become to, to gain the skills that will help you they will increase the chances that you will survive in a real situation and that it's very simple it's stage number one when you understand the good techniques that can increase your uh, chances of surviving from the fake from the uh, techniques that they will not work or from the or the combat side from the art side and after you understanding this you are passing to choose your knife you are passing to select where you uh, carry your knife and then you are passing to the uh, training and when you make the training you start with stage a when normal relax mode in which you repeat and repeat the technique until you program the brain to perform that technique after you are good and fast at this stage you are passing to the next stage when you begin to implement in your training different kind of factors different kind of stress factors yeah and i was telling uh, earlier some of them so very important guys it's not enough to be good in deploying your knife and make i don't know what techniques when i am uh, in my home and nothing uh, i don't have these elements that are putting pressure on me so important aspect because when we are talking about blade combat everything in your body will change the chemistry of the body the the way in which you, in, in which your body will react the way in, in which your brain will perform it's different tunnel vision you must have exercises and we will talk in other part in part two of uh, this uh, um, post podcast episode about different kind of techniques that you can implement in your training to help you increase your skills to become better in this and in a real situation is happening the tunnel vision 
So when you are in a tunnel vision, you the, the peripheric view is not uh, functioning at the same level. So you will be concentrated, focused on the main aggressor. So when you have multiple aggressors, it will be very hard to identify different kind of dangers that is appearing in the file, for example, another blade or another weapon. So there are different kind of exercises, scenarios that can help you increasing your skills and become better at this kind of stuff in such a way that you can exit from that tunnel vision. Yeah. So I repeat, number one, identifying what is fake from what it will go or what it will work it's the most important thing then identifying the type of the blade then identifying the method the place on your body according to your body constitution according to your daily activities according to the clothes that you wear and so on identifying the 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 position where you want to carry the blade then starting to make the exercises the right techniques i'm not saying follow my techniques i'm only giving you the main elements that they are the most important to identify if that technique will work for you will increase your chances of surviving or no and i repeat it again awareness number one number two being able to deploy very fast your blade Number three and number four that are coming together, strike fast, strike precise, and of course, number five, that is movement. A very important aspect when you talk about blade combat, it's the combat mentality, the combat mindset. That is something that, guys, you need a long time to create and to construct that combat mentality. Uh, it's very easy to be very good in a safe environment like the gym, like the dojo, to perform your skills on a partner that is collaborating with you and it will never want to take your life. That is very easy. But to be able to perform that skills in a real environment, in a real situation, in a real life or death situation where you have an active shooter or when you have a terrorist or more terrorists or where you have more multiple aggressors that maybe they are armed with knives and they want to take your life and maybe you have also uh, your child with you or your family near you. That is the most important question are you able to perform that skills in that moment and for having that mind uh, for having that combat mind uh, set you need a lot of mental exercises if you never face violence until now and i'm not talking here about violence i don't know in the a neighborhood when you are a teenager and you take a punch or a slap. I'm talking about real violence. If you didn't face it until now, it's very hard to have this combat mindset. And this can be created and can be obtained.
and we'll discuss also about this in the uh, next parts of this episode. A very important aspect when we talk about the blade training is the neuro-linguistic programmation. If, we are, if you are making a small search on the internet, you will see that the top athletes in this world are practicing neuro-linguistic programmation using visualization techniques to increase their skills. When you want to learn a new technique, it will help you a lot. It will make your brain learn faster a technique if you use visualization. And this, for this are scientific studies and you can check by your own. So basically, I'm telling about myself. Let's say I want to make knife deployment and I'm having my knife in the appendix position with the weak hand, with the left hand. I am catching the t-shirt, raise it up, liberate the knife, take it with the strong hand, deploying it, striking at the level of the eye. So I'm making this technique, for example, five times. Then I'm putting the knife back and I am visualizing every move slow in my mind, being focused there. So this visualization will help your brain to learn better every technique that, for example, you want to learn it now, or maybe you want to increase the level of your skills. Okay, guys, thank you very much for your time. I hope that you enjoyed this first episode from uh, Tribe 13 podcast. Uh, next week, I will uh, come with uh, episode with a part uh, two and three from uh, this uh, uh, Blade Combat uh, episode to touch more important aspects from this subject. Until next time, stay safe, take care and train, of course.